0: Hey, I'm Sanjay. Welcome to Wisegrad. Episode number five: getting started with your thesis or dissertation. Let's go! Listen, everyone. Happy New Year. Happy 2020. It is episode number five of Wise Grad. Can you believe it? We're five episodes in plus one introduction to that six recordings. I am happy. I'm very happy. I did this. I'm very happy. I started this and I am very happy that people are listening to this. So welcome to episode number five. Getting started with your thesis or dissertation. I'm St. Sanj and I'm so happy that you're listening to WiseGrad. So whether you're in your car, uh, on your way to work, coming from work, um, going to school, in the shower, I'm actually giving you places you can listen to this podcast. So you can't be too busy, right? If you're cleaning, you can listen to the podcast. If you're, well, not while you're studying, on your way to the office, on your way to school, Just plug it in and listen. It's about 20-something minutes. Uh, It's not an hour long. It's bite-sized. It's easy. You can listen to it while doing anything. And yeah, you can invite your friends also to listen to WiseGrad. WiseGrad is also on Instagram. And I think some folks are forgetting that WiseGrad actually has an email too. So you can email questions Uh, or even suggestions on episodes, I I would actually like that. So if you have something that you would love me to talk about and give my personal experience on, send an email to wisegradpodcast at gmail.com. That is W-I-S-E-G-R-A-D-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at G-M-A-I-L dot C-O-M pretty easy so i hope you started 2020 feeling good uh, i feeling excited for everything that this year will offer you but this episode is about a thesis your thesis uh, or dissertation uh it has two names it really depends on the country you're in because i think in the united kingdom uh they say dissertation for a a final project of your master's program. And I think they say thesis for the end of your PhD program. And in Sweden, it's dissertation for the end of the PhD and thesis for the end of the master's. And I think that's the same case with the United States. So it varies from country to country. But if you don't know what I'm speaking about, this is the final project at the end of your uh, degree program. So bachelor's, master's, or PhD, uh, if you're an academic, you will end up uh, seeing or uh, experiencing this thesis or dissertation one way or the other. Uh, For some bachelor's programs, they don't have it. So let's say master's, PhD, you will book up on thesis or dissertation. In other words, you'll end up confronting this thesis or dissertation one way or the other and it's a very important project uh i think it defines your entire degree well not defines it's it's a nice summary of the work that you have done for the year or two years of of studying and it really shows how competent you are in your field uh yeah your academic prowess it's something that you need to work well, work well on, <laughs> am I making sense? It's something that you need to, to do well and uh, really showcase your amazing work and your amazing studies for the one year or two year. But unfortunately, many people are nervous about this or many people try too hard and it becomes a whole, uh, let's find a nicer word than that one, it becomes crap. Uh yeah, and it's easy to have a very crappy thesis or a crappy dissertation when you really go you go above and beyond what is even necessary and what is required of you. And let's think about time. There's so many things, so many factors. But for the next couple of episodes, I'm going to speak about this, uh, two or three episodes. I'll speak about a thesis and dissertation, and but this one is just to help you gear up. This is getting started with your thesis or your dissertation. So, tell me if you're ready. If you're ready, just nod your head. Yeah, like, you know, when Dora the Explorer says something and then the mouse clicks, for those who know Dora. Yeah, anyway. So, <laughs> it's hard to, you know, if this was a, a YouTube video, I could... Put a little graphic in there so you'd understand what I'm talking about. But if you're ready for this, just nod your head, nod your head just a little bit. Yeah. And let's get into this. But first, let's take a short break and then we jump right into this episode. All right. So you are ready to begin writing your thesis or researching on what you're going to write about and you're super excited. You have many ideas and your supervisor is pumped. Well, maybe not yet because they don't know what you're going to write on, but you are pumped. You're excited. This is going to be the defining moment of your degree. But how do you start? (laughs) You can be really excited and really pumped, but you really don't know how to begin. How, How do you begin? How do you start this? I can tell you for me, my process was like this. I started thinking about my thesis before I even started my program now that might sound like a big nerd thing but i did it because i was super nervous about this i was wondering can i even do this uh with my program it was uh three no four months so when i looked at the program outline i noticed it would take four months to complete this project and i i was just taken aback like i don't know if i can do this How many words am I supposed to write? Uh, What am I going to talk about? Is my topic going to be interested? Can it be impactful? So many questions. Uh, And that made me super nervous. I was not calm about this. And I, you know, I dreaded every moment leading up to it, (laughs) basically. So, of course, I tried to do my best in all my papers and all my exams leading up to that. But when the moment came... Again I was excited and I started to think maybe I'll even run out of time. But here's a big disclaimer when it comes to this and when it comes to you even searching online on tips about your thesis. You need to understand your program. Uh, You need to know what your program requires of you in the first place. So don't go ahead and start stressing over what you really don't know. Uh, Try and find some concrete information on what will be required of you from the word length to whether or not you're even able to choose a topic on your own because for some programs they will give you topics and this is what you write on or you will be collaborating with uh, businesses and when you collaborate with businesses or organizations they probably have an ongoing project that they just want you to add some value to some knowledge and some expertise in so then there you would have a topic already there's nothing to stress about But in my case, we had the option to collaborate with organizations. But I saw it... I I thought it was much better to come up with a topic on my own. And you might be asking, why? Now, here's the benefit to coming up with a topic on your own. You can... Uh, come up with a topic or research something that you think will be beneficial to your cv (laughs) so you're going back to you want a job at the end of this you want a phd position you want something you want to enter a master's program if you're at the bachelor's level and you want this project to look good basically you want it to look good so what i did is that i had many many ideas but i also saw uh, openings for PhD positions and openings for some jobs within my field. And I said, I need to make my project go in that direction. That's the direction I want to take my career. And uh, yeah, that's the direction I want to take my career. And that's the direction that these people, they want to see your career going. So you kind of have to think about not only the now, but the future. Think about where you want to see yourself after this project. How will this project benefit you? So, I mean, you could research anything, but you want this project to benefit you now and benefit you in the future. So that's what I did. And that's how I came up with my uh, topic. It was basically just a merger of what the PhD position I wanted to apply uh, four had jobs I wanted to apply for, what they, they required of me, I mean, and what I wanted. So I merged those and that helped me to decide which of my 1 billion ideas <laughs> I was supposed to choose because I had I had many ideas, many, many ideas um, and I was thinking of societal impact but here's one thing don't. <laughs> Don't stress too much about what impact your bachelor's or master's will have on the society. It is a smaller project compared to a PhD. And you can't save the world with your thesis. Basically, I mean, it would be nice if you can. If you can, sure. And if it does, that's great. Kudos to you. But you don't need to. You don't need to be Superman or Superwoman. So I would say take it down a notch. And let's be realistic Think about the time that you have, the time frame that you're working with and think about what is actually required of you. So in saying this, I say choose a topic uh, when when you're brainstorming, brainstorm with your colleagues, brainstorm with your supervisors and find hot topics. I mean, things that are relevant to nowadays, what's what's hot in the news. That's good. People will read it. And also what you want and what you want out of this whole study. What do do you want of this whole program? What do you want of your career? So that's very important to think about. And I also suggest writing down these ideas and writing down whatever you brainstorm with your friends, your colleagues and your uh, supervisor. And see what can work within your time frame and how you can scale down your gigantic ideas for example me and my my phd i had (laughs) i had a a nice idea big 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 idea initially and my supervisor was like okay this idea it it will take four years to do so you can break this down into a, a couple parts part a b c and d and that's more manageable right so sometimes you'll think oh this is a beautiful beautiful idea but it's too big it's it's bigger than you and it's bigger than what is necessary and I think when you when you think of all those those uh, factors it can help you to really start on concrete ideas of what your research will will be about what you will do and what you spend the next four, five even six months doing because for one hmm, As I have seen with uh, my colleagues in Sweden and in the UK, all over the world, some people get bored of their research topic and I think that is the worst. While the work can end up being taxing and tiring, I don't think you should be bored with your topic. This needs to be something that you're deeply interested in. So my, my topic for my, my masters, I I wanted to look at deported migrants and that topic was, it was crime and immigration. And I really liked that, uh, that path and I was really interested in it. And I noticed that throughout the entire process, I was never bored, not bored one bit, but I had colleagues who were bored. And I think that's because they weren't deeply invested in the project. They really had no deep interest or desire and this is also something you should think about if you're going to collaborate with uh, an organization or a business or whatever it is (laughs) that their topic actually interests you and it's not because they're gonna give you some money or i mean fine fine if you're gonna get a a job at the end of the day but i I think if the topic doesn't interest you the job probably won't interest you (sighs) don't think about all the money and and what you can yeah not not the short-term gains because you'd be pretty unhappy so i have seen people very unhappy with um what they're researching and that is devastating it's devastating to sit on google scholar looking at a topic that you have no real interest in So, yeah, I dodged that bullet by finding something that was interesting to me and also beneficial to my career. Now, when you find that topic, what's the next thing to do? Uh, Think about it. What's the next thing that you could do? The next thing is identifying a problem. And this part, I think, is a pretty easy. It's, it's very easy, especially with uh, media being so easily accessible. You can find n- a number of articles on your topic and you can easily find the problem. And a good resource is, of course, Google Scholar. You can find the gap in the research. Oh, my, oh, my, oh, my. This is a term that many people don't like to hear, and, and many lecturers use it over and over. It's over, overuse. Finding the gap in the research. It's it's basically finding what has not been done or seeing how you can add value to this research. And you can do this by looking at other research papers and seeing where they ended and what their limitations were and how you can, I mean, fill the gap, <laughs> basically, how you can add to this you can add some value and some benefit to the overall topic so you can do a google search look through uh, various newspapers and find hot topics and also go to google scholar and find uh, research articles on this topic or on these hot topics and then you can find okay this is the problem this is the problem. It, some, some, from, some folks tried to solve it this way and it didn't really do much. But I think my idea, with, with my idea, we can do it this way and we can do that and we can do that. And this, this is the value, if you get what I'm saying. So, yeah, so it's not difficult. This, I think, is the, the easiest part uh, for many people. It, it will be the easiest part of the entire process. So you identify the problem and when you do this, you'll feel very happy and much more confident in your research. So the next thing that you should start to think about is uh, your research question or your research questions. uh, How will you respond to this problem statement? How will you try and solve this problem? How can you get information that will help to solve this problem and you'll Start to think of the method that you would use. Quantitative methods, that's uh, statistics and stuff. Or qualitative, will you use questionnaires? So start to think about your resources. What do you have? Do you have access to data sets already there on this topic? Or will you have to go out there and ask people questions? And that's very important. I mean, for a typical master's uh, project, 10 questionnaires is fine. But do you have time And and this is fine based on what I'm saying. Again, you should contact your supervisor or course coordinator about this, but it's usually fine. 10 is, I think, a lot for a master's thesis. So then, yeah, you see, how can I respond to this problem statement? And do I have time for this? Do I have the resources for it? That's very, very important. A lot of people crash and burn right here or crash and burn a little after this when they realize that they do not have enough time to conquer uh, this problem, or they don't have the resources or to get access to the resources will take forever. And then that can be really detrimental to your final project. So it's v- very early in the game, you should start thinking about these things, how you respond to these questions. But I don't want to give you too much right now on on, on starting the project, but these are some uh, just three or so exciting tips and some very nice tips on starting or beginning the research process. And these are things you should start thinking about in the first week, first couple of weeks of your degree project or even of your entire program. Thinking about how, what do you want? What, what what sort of impact do you want? And what do you want on your CV? At the end of the day, this should look good with whatever job you're applying for. Or if you're moving on to master's or moving on to PhD, it needs to reflect well on you. So you think about these things and take your time, take a couple days and think about it and connect with it. And even though you're connecting with it, uh, don't be too scared to cut it, right? If it's way too hot, you got to cut it, <laughs> cut it. Don't be scared to scrap your entire idea, uh, which is why I think brainstorming is the best thing to do. You don't feel, um, trapped in a box. You have multiple ideas and also having variations of these ideas. That's like having par A, uh, um idea a or idea number one and you have part a b c d you have different variations of of this topic and how you can approach this topic and that's very good and it's also good for your mental health right because for some people they only had one idea and then when that's cut and they have to start over from scratch it's it's a pain in the ass so write these ideas down and take your time to navigate uh navigate the first part of uh, your thesis the whole brainstorming finding the problem finding the topic and formulating the research questions and then by the time you're ready to move on you'll move on with so much confidence and you'll find everything just happening so easy easy peasy there will be hiccups but it'll be much easier than you anticipated uh, and that that happened to me i had good people in my circle who helped to guide me in this process and my supervisor was brilliant oh my god (laughs) she was very good and very humble and and calm I mean not everyone has this good supervisor experience even now in my PhD I have a very good supervisor Uh, yeah so you might not have that experience that I had some people did not and it's very stressful so you can't always rely on what your supervisor says you also need a lot of independent thinking and whether a supervisor is good or bad you need a lot of independent thinking Uh, so you need to work on those skills too but yeah that's all i will just say Uh, that's all i will say for this episode because this is just the start and there will be a part two of this when i really get down into the nitty-gritty off the thesis, and I also have some uh, some other folks who are well into this, some postdocs, and so make some comments that will help you and benefit you in your your whole research process. Now, if you're still, if this is your first time uh, researching, I wish you good luck. And if this is a time that you were really scared of and very nervous, I just say relax; it's going to be fine the most important thing i think you should take away is to find a topic that you like (laughs) if you find a topic that you like and a topic that is relevant this process will be much easier it will it will be a breeze and you will be so excited for the challenges all the challenges that come so this that's that for this episode of wiseguard and i want you to stay tuned for part two of this this beautiful, beautiful topic. And also share this with all your friends. This is getting started with your thesis or dissertation. Thank you for listening. Also, I want to say a big thank you to the first sponsor of Wisegrad. Chloe, you are amazing. And everyone else, if you're interested in sponsoring this podcast, so I can have more episodes and more fun and better equipment i you can go ahead and look for the sponsorship link on anchor or whatever the platform is you're listening to it's located somewhere there in the description and yeah we can have a lot of fun on this podcast and i can have more people uh, to interview i mean maybe i asked them to be interviewed and they want some coffee i also i I need to get them some coffee too (laughs) and I can upgrade my equipment and subscription to these uh, the software that I use to record so thank you so much to everyone who's been listening to Wise Grad everyone who who likes the podcast I notice a lot of people are now listening on Apple Podcasts finally it's available on Apple Podcasts and uh, always on anchor always on spotify um thank you i think uh yeah like again the biggest percentage of listeners comes from the united states and sweden jamaica usa sweden jamaica you're the top three this week so thank you so much for clicking play and not clicking next until next time this is saint sanj signing out of wise grad Hey, if you're interested in becoming a sponsor or a collaborator with WiseGrad, you can definitely send an email to wisegradpodcast at gmail.com.